Hi everybody, and today we are going to be talking about our 2024 predictions. Mr. Beast will become the number one channel on YouTube. Instagram is going to rework threads. There'll be a clear winner amongst the text-based social media platforms. We'll see more businesses doing politically motivated ads. That at least one A-list celebrity will sign an exclusive deal with a major social media platform. More ads are going to start implementing QR codes. The 2024 conversation is going to be about the battle between Google and OpenAI. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Frustrated by Your Marketing podcast. Happy 2024. Yeah, seriously. We are recording this first week of January. You'll probably be hearing it the second or third week. We are trying to uh, get these out a little bit faster from after we record them. So hopefully the second week. And today we are going to be talking about our 2024 predictions. Last time we talked about or sort of went over our 2023 predictions. And now we're going to look at 2024 I know we had teased a couple of things in there, but we'll get our full uh, predictions. I am four Madison S3, and we're going to go through them all today. And then come December, we'll go back and rate ourselves and hopefully we do a little yeah. bit better this year because last year was uh, just okay, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, I had a very difficult time picking the three I wanted to do. Honestly, the couple I did was because I saw different things on like ads or TV, and I was like, ooh, maybe that would make a good prediction. So. I had a difficult time with this one, though. More difficult than last, than last time. time. So. Okay. I mean, that's that's kind of how I did my predictions, too. It's just you know stuff that I'm paying attention to. Obviously, if you're paying attention to it and you see a trend that hasn't been written about you know, too much, that's that's a good makes a good prediction. So I think that and 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 one of one of my predictions overlaps to a lot with one of Madison's, too, you know, in a dip, sort of being in from a different sort of angle and the other one mentions it so i think we kind of are agreement on that which is good as well yeah i thought that so, was funny too that we definitely agreed on some of our predictions so it'll be interesting to see if we both fail at the end of the year with our predictions or if we were both yeah. correct so we're gonna find out <sighs> so this first one i am very confident in at least the first part of it so some of my i made i made a prediction and then i have sub predictions for some of mine so my First prediction is that Mr. Beast will become the number one channel on YouTube by the end of April. So the only part of that that I'm a little less confident on is the timeline, but kind of running, you know, his numbers and how how fast he's been growing uh, against uh, T Series, which is the second channel out there. I think that's probably a pretty good estimate. Probably not the most interesting prediction for Madison, but I find it very interesting. I'm becoming somewhat obsessed with Mr. Beast and how he has mastered YouTube. And really, you sort of these sub predictions sort of cover this part of the topic. So I think that's a pretty easy prediction uh, that's going to happen, whether it happens in April or May or June, who knows? Uh, might even happen sooner. There'll be a FOMO part of this as my other parts of the prediction. So anyway, that's the prediction we're going to grade against, right? Yeah. So that's all I want to grade against. But my other sort of sub predictions are that it'll happen in around 260 million subscribers and you'll pass D-Series at that. That is so crazy. That's See, insane. Put it in perspective, he's gained almost 30 million subscribers since we talked about it last time, which I think was in like end of October. He's picking up basically 10 million a month. Right so now. that's not surprising because I was going to mention when you had mentioned Mr. Beast, I thought it was really funny because we have a Vizio TV and you know how sometimes with like TVs, when you turn it on, they have like the screen that it automatically goes to. So Mr. Beast the other day was like, an ad on there and i thought it was so funny because 
I didn't even know who he was until our last podcast episode or whatever one we talked about him um, in the predictions episode. But yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, I actually know who that is now. And so that is not surprising that he's gaining more followers because, I mean, that's just a random ad I saw. And that I've never seen an ad for him before. So, right. So he, I mean, he's so that part of my, so my prediction again, 260 million is my, these are my sub predictions that won't count. I'm going to guess that within two months or by the end of June of him becoming number one, he'll hit the, be the first one to hit 300 million subscribers because there's going to be this FOMO. And what you're talking about is the, I think that he'll be the first real A-list celebrity, top, top tier. Everybody knows his name, YouTuber uh, out there. I mean, there's other YouTubers that are very well known, but I don't know if you consider them like A-list, like, like a, a Brad Pitt type, but I have a feeling he'll be the first one is, you know, Jimmy Donaldson will be the first one that everybody knows his name by the end of the year, because the production companies are going to care about him. He's going to be on T like he's going to, when he does this, which he will, it's going to get so much attention that you won't be able to not know who he is. And you said that he appeals to pretty much all ages, right? I think so. I mean, I love him and my three-year-old, four-year-old loves him. So he's, he's got that appeal. He's definitely a little young, family you know, friendly. Younger. Sounds like, yeah. yeah. He's mostly family friendly. There's some off color jokes, but it, you know, mostly family friendly and, you know, I'm sure he skews younger and that's, so again, I think he'll be a list. I think that big companies are going to start paying attention to this because he puts out now they're like 30 minute, usually like almost 30 minute videos that have million dollar plus production budgets. And he, you know, then makes millions of dollars on both the sponsor and, and the actual, you know, payment from YouTube. So he's converted the, or changed the conversation, I guess. Um, and so I think that big production companies might start releasing stuff directly to YouTube because of this and trying to become like him, you know, try to, try to follow that. And, um, so my, la- so that's, more of an ease those are more easier predictions and then this this one's like way out of left field but i have a feeling that somebody like nasa or another like education type brand organization i i think he probably would stay away from politics on this but something where somebody wants to reach a target younger target demographic is going to reach out to him and they'll like my the weirdest prediction would be he's on he does a video from this the space station yeah, you know, they reach out. They want to like get kids interested in STEM. They want to get kids interested in honestly. In space. Yeah, it's super smart. And he's got this insane. At this point, it would be three hundred million plus subscribers, which is where I think it'll go. And it skews young. It skews. Uh, it's international. I'm sure it's it's more U.S. based than than around the world. But a great way to get a message like that out. So. You saying that you saw him on TV is awesome because that kind of I thought it was so funny. I was like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. But lends itself to my prediction. So they had so a lot of sub predictions in there, but the real prediction is he's number one. He's already the number one individual, but he's the number one channel and keeps it for a long time. So that is my number one prediction. Do you know a channel that comes close to him in terms of like views or anything? Or subscribers? Well, so he's currently number two to t-series which is a mtv for india basically is the the easy way to sum it up it's like their music channel india obviously has over a billion people so now there's it's different it's a lot of different artists you know him being one 
you know, one personality with a, a small subgroup mm-hmm. of uh, secondary characters makes it more unique. And so, and I think after him might be PewDiePie or PewDiePie or however you pronounce that one. I had heard about him before. He was, he was the number one for a long time. I think they're all actually friends, all these YouTubers, because it's such a small niche group of people that can do this, you know, at this, at that high level. But I don't really know what his deal is. And I certainly wouldn't consider him A-list, where I think that that's coming for, for YouTube is this more A-list status. So we'll see. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's my number one. What's your number one prediction? So I think Instagram is going to rework threads. I feel like this is a good one to do because I haven't spent a ton of time on threads recently, but I know you said they did end up adding hashtags in a really weird way. So I'm going to have to go check that out. But I do think that more people are going to start using it. I've already noticed more people starting to get threads accounts. And then also, I do like the way Instagram is starting to work it into the Instagram feed. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. But when you're scrolling, it almost shows up as... um like it'll say threads and it'll be someone I follow and it'll show up in my feed. And if I want to go threads, I can just click it and it'll go straight to threads app, which is really nice. But I think Instagram is going to start reworking it and getting more people to use it and probably primarily focus more on the threads app this year, hopefully. I mean, you know, they, they built it so, and there's right. millions of people on it already, so they probably should. I would say that's a really good prediction. And... I agree with it. And it, again, like I mentioned before, my, my number two prediction, which I'll say now, and then we can kind of talk about this all together, is that there'll be a clear winner amongst the text-based social media platforms by mm-hmm. the end of the year. So Reds is one option. X slash Twitter is another. Mastodon is the one that's on the Fediverse that I've never used, but I've heard about. Or somebody at a left, maybe Google will create another one. I mean, some something will win when we're talking a year from now, they'll like if you're going to talk on a current event with, you know, 140 characters, whatever it ended up, what it ended up with 140 characters. I don't remember what the number was, but that short form text base, what's going on in the world type of thing, someone's going to win. And so it might be threads. I don't know. I actually don't think it'll be threads, but I don't think it will be <laughs> either because I've thought it's hilarious that I've seen so many people posting like paragraphs on threads. A lot of it isn't even like short form, at least right now, more like conversational type posts that are getting people to like interact with them, which I think is cool. But yeah, I don't think threads would win in that, at least the short form text. Yeah, I don't I don't either. Um, So again, so your prediction is that they'll improve it. I agree. Mm -hmm. Good prediction. My prediction is that there'll be a clear winner amongst that part. So that doesn't mean that threads is going to die. But my my gut, again, this is not, I'm not going to grade myself against, against this one, is that X will win, even though it's doing its best to sabotage itself and that people will just flood back there. And that it, a lot of the reason why this year we'll decide it is because we're going into a U.S. presidential election, which means mm-hmm. you've got primaries, you've got debates, you've got the actual election. These are all hotbed moments for this type of sharing. You know, this is when when things go viral in this nature, it's usually where it happened, used to happen on Twitter, right? That's where people would go when they were, you know, looking for, you know, whoever said something really dumb in a debate. <laughs> like they were, oh, they yeah, were going that always ends up going everywhere. Right. And Twitter X was the place people went before. And I have a feeling at the end of this, that's where we'll go. 
the hashtag thing. So I looked at that this morning. I hadn't realized because I'm not spending much time on there that they had. Yeah, Sam, I didn't even know about it. And so the differences are, it's still a hashtag, but now they're just showing it, it's in blue and you just click on a link. So there's no actual hashtag. They've re removed that, which I don't know why other than that to differentiate themselves, uh, which is weird. Wait, what do so, you mean by a link? Like it's just, so you hashtag it, it when you're typing in it and then it doesn't show the hashtag. It just shows it in blue. You know, so the regular text is in gray, dark gray or black hmm. or whatever. And it's in blue. I'm going to have to check that out. That's so interesting. You, you just would click on that link to, to go. Why they've made that choice, I don't know. So it, yeah. so they're there. The bigger issue is it's kind of hard to find the... You know, yeah. you, it's hard to search by them. It's hard to see trending hashtags and trending yeah. topics. And so the, it becomes more useless. And maybe that's on purpose. Maybe, they're, maybe they've got a master plan to try to avoid hashtag spamming, which becomes a major, major issue. Or all these platforms of people just like dropping a bunch of hashtags into something and they become useless. But as it is right now, it's not going to work. And if they don't fix this, they're not going to win this battle. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing too, because with hashtags, I mean, it's an easy way to find people who you can like relate to their content. So for my author account, let's say I could go in and put romance author in the hashtags and easily find people that appeal to me and follow them. And that was the hard thing with threads when they first started is you couldn't find people you really, you know, connected with. Right. Unless you followed them in Instagram first and then followed them in threads. Because I know they have that option where when you follow somebody in Instagram, they'll, it'll automatically follow them in threads, which is nice. But it's so hard to find people who you want to connect with and follow on threads without the hashtag. So that'll be interesting. Now I need to check that out and see how that works. Yeah, I, you know, I think it'll continue to improve. I actually, so again, if I was going to bet, make this bet, I would say at the end of the year, X is reigns as the old new Twitter, however you want to call it, and that threads just morphs into Instagram and that they maybe even drop the other app and it just becomes, you know, you were never able, you know, they, they use this as a backdoor way to get text onto Instagram, which never existed. Like you couldn't mm -hmm. post text without a video a or, photo a photo. or a video yep right and so they just merge it in and all of a sudden it's a lot like facebook and everybody complains except that it should have been there anyways and then really it's a becomes a platform of preference for people mm -hmm. um you know they now all do all the stuff because that's like the really the major holdouts are instagram and uh, tiktok as far as not being able to post you know every other place on twitter x on facebook you can post all the stuff you know mm -hmm. it might not be the best place to consume it but you could post just text, you could post text plus photo, plus video, plus reels, plus whatever. Um, they're all there. And so this would allow Instagram to be that too. So that would be my... If they like reworked threads into Instagram, is that what you mean? Right. Because you're saying, yeah. and I haven't seen this, but that I think that's that's a step in that direction. So if they're already kind of realizing no one's going to threads, so they're showing it on Instagram, maybe eventually they'll just like show it on Instagram and they'll just be, mm -hmm. just like there's the reels tab, they'll just be a little thread tab and you'll over and that's where you'll see the stuff so see i feel like that's a good idea to have like a tab almost like reels where you could go and just see like threads in instagram because i mean you do have to go to the app you know and but also almost like that about instagram and let's say tiktok the fact that they don't have just those text things showing up like facebook and other ones and i think that's what sets them apart but i do like the idea of having like a little 
button on the bottom where you press it and then you can see your threads account in Instagram instead of it being two separate apps. Yeah. And I think what will happen, I mean, just like the way Reels Reels is TikTok embedded into Instagram, mm-hmm. right? So you can get stuck in a Reels loop where you click on one that was shown to you on the regular feed and then all of a sudden you're doing that scroll thing for 10 minutes. You don't know where the time went. Yep. And so the same exact thing could happen with with Reels, or I'm sorry, with Threads where you're scrolling and a very, you know, captivating text-based mm-hmm. you know, message will be there and then you could just scroll through that for a while. I don't think it would be as uh, engaging as the yeah. as the yep. Reels one, but depending on the person, it might work. They have this all set to go with one major exception, and I bet they wish they didn't do this, which is allowing you to have separate audiences. That'll be the hardest thing for merging it. And maybe they'll just tell people tough, you know, tough. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, your audience is your audience. And like, because I feel like it would be hard to manage two audiences in one app, but basically they're managed under one username. So hopefully they've thought about this. Because I think that's the only way Threads, in my mind, survives in a new, like they, they use it as a new, in a new capacity. <laughs> and, but again, I didn't pick who was going to win. And so it's possible that they also just win and then Threads. And if that's the case, X be probably, crazy. you know, goes goes away and, and is not part of the conversation. Like I said, anymore. I still can't get X, though. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just not meant to have it, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't want it. Well, we don't know what's going to happen, so um, <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so that it was kind of both of our yep. second ones. Well, what's your next one? <laughs> I think you uh, go next. <laughs> so I guess my next one kind of ties with it, too. Okay. Um, we'll see more businesses doing politically motivated ads like businesses taking a stand pretty much and michael actually gave me the idea for this one because i was like i said i had a hard time figuring out what i wanted to do and i think he's right because it's an election year and so i think we are going to start seeing more businesses and companies taking a stand kind of with their political standing um which will be interesting for sure but it's also i think you know since it's an election year it will get some people's attention for sure if they are taking a stand so right yeah, the I think the thing that that I would expect is if company when and if companies take a stand that they will hopefully learn from Bud Light and yes. Target. Yep. And make sure it's a stand that they want to take <laughs> because uh, those two brands proved uh, how poorly something Yeah, sometimes it just you, does not work. If you take a stand that you were just doing for exposure reasons and it wasn't really part of your brand so if you truly believe in something and you truly want to you know, back a cause you know make sure that you're mm-hmm. you know it's actually part of your core and you can and work it in it a smart you, way right right Think because, smart about it right because otherwise it'll be bad so i think so my if i had to, to put my spin on yours i would say i bet it's smaller brands that do it versus big i heard that the bigger mm-hmm. brands are so scared but i could see smaller brands because smaller brands are built on taking stands right mm-hmm. you're and, and by smaller brands i don't mean like really small but like the patagonias of the world like they're obviously a lot smaller than than you know anheuser bush you know mm-hmm. InBev or whatever that is and, and target this my guess is may, probably know they're bigger but i'm fairly certain they're smaller and they've got a very niche audience with a very similar uh makeup and and my guess is a very similar political makeup so they can take a stand and they will stand behind it and the other half 
of the world, uh, they don't need them as customers, right? So that I mean, I'm sure they'll gladly take their money, but they're not worried about losing their, you know, those that audience. Where these overarching brands that everybody does consume from and can consume from, they might stay away from it because they know if they make a stand, they're going to lose half. And it's a bigger risk for them too. I feel like sometimes with bigger businesses. Right. So, but I mean, those two did it within months of each other. So for all we know, they, they'll just continue to make that same mistake. I don't know. We'll have to see. So I think you're right for sure that they'll do it more and more. I think people are just looking for a way to stand out. So. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking too, is I think, you know, because it's an election year, people will start doing that because they know they can reach that audience right now. It'll be interesting for sure right, to right. see those. So yeah, it's I mean, can't remember the statistic, but it, I think it sta- you know, Coca-Cola I think spends more money on advertising every year than like all the political candidates combined or something like that. And it, don't quote me on that because I never verified that stat, but I think it's something along those lines that these big media companies or, or, or big brands spend a ton on advertising, but the difference with what we're about to go into with an election cycle is it's so um, grating <laughs> and it's so polarizing and it's so um, confined in, in time. So you get to the summer during, you know, so you're in, you're in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. North Carolina. So you're not, South Carolina, I think is the one that's worse, but like there are some <laughs> states, Ohio, I think it's South Carolina. Uh, and Connecticut, nobody, you know, we still get annoyed. But like, if you're in one of those battleground states, it's like every commercial, every Facebook ad, every, everything. And we, in, you know, they, the spend is so concentrated and so in time and, and location that it becomes really part of the conversation in a, I, I don't want this anymore. But they're, they're fighting for these, you know, small percentages of votes that, you know, swing a whole national election. So, uh, it'll yeah. be interesting. I know. It's kind of funny because one of my, let's see, it was right before I started with Skyline. I actually did a com- or a campaign for a judge for a local election. And it made me realize, I know you said you love politics. Like you said, didn't you say you wanted to be president when you were younger? I did. Well, when I was in high school, I, that was what I was going to do when I went to college. I was going to study, I was going to study politics. I was going to go to law school, I was going to do all that stuff. And then I realized that um, politicians are crazy. And um, even at the, even in the college level, and I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so yeah. And even just doing that, like local campaign was honestly pretty difficult because you have to be so careful, especially when, you know, someone's vote are in your hands. Right. Right. That was probably the one of the craziest jobs I've had, honestly, for marketing at least. But I, uh, it's, I mean, it is marketing at its best. I find that that's where it's that's hard. It's really hard to switch my, keep my major, but sort of switch my focus. Cause I, I was, by the time I realized this, I was poli sci, I was, I was stuck, but I wrote my senior thesis on media and American government. And really it's, you know, and since then marketing has sort of been my, the topic that I find the most interesting. And I, I had always found it interesting, but I, that was how I, I did my little pivot there. And uh, it's, yeah, it's marketing. I mean, the, these, the teams behind campaigns, I mean, they're marketing gurus. I mean, that's, just, that's what it is. The, the little nuances, the sound bites, the, that's all, it's all the same stuff. It's marketing. So what, I'm sure, uh, I didn't think about this before, but we will be touching on that throughout the year. I'm sure we'll be, 
not necessarily dissecting the politics because that's not this podcast, but mm-hmm. dissecting who did different it like right. ad campaigns and stuff would right. be super fun for that. Who did it right? How they how they use sound bites? How they use their campaigns? Uh, how they used AI? Who knows? It would be very interesting stuff going into the you know both national and you know other elections this year. Mm-hmm. What is your next one? Okay, my next one is okay. So this is this was inspired by Snoop Dogg and a little bit by Kendall Jenner. So when we were talking about the Snoop Dogg winning best ad of the year, which um, I still think was was the best ad of of 2023, I noticed that. So this is platform specific, but he started things on Instagram, and that was partially because he wasn't going to do a video for TikTok. So. I just sort of noticed that. And then Kendall Jenner did this that and we talked about her in a previous episode where she did her AI chatbot through Meta on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. So anyways, those th- that those two things sort of inspired this way out of left field prediction that I would put very little faith in. But I think, I don't know, if I was Meta or if I was TikTok, I would do this. So the prediction is that at least one A-list celebrity, so somebody like this that you know, will sign an exclusive deal with a major social media platform. So I am TikTok exclusive. I am Meta exclusive, which would allow them to do both Facebook and Instagram. Although Instagram is really the the uh, the conversation here, or maybe in a weird way, YouTube. Although with the shorts, but I doubt I doubt that one. So probably one of the other two. And so if I was Meta, I would go after this. You know, somebody that really is part of the conversation, like The Rock, or you know, any of the Kardashians or Snoop or, you know, somebody, multi-million followers, you know, people are obsessed with, with this person. They're going to follow them to wherever. And so if you're following them on, on TikTok, you'll go, you'll, you'll go to Instagram. And then when you're on there, you'll get sucked into their loop and maybe stick around. So again, it's based off of, I've not read anything about this. I've not seen anything specifically like this other than Maybe the Kendall Jenner thing, mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel like it could it could happen and it should. Like if I was on if I was on their marketing team on how to increase their their usership as they're battling it out, I would I would do this with somebody. You know, sign a one year exclusive deal, and you know, you're now going to post Kim Kardashian. You're only going to post on Instagram, and you're done with TikTok. That's it. And it would just be first of all, the first one to do this will get so much attention. That it would be worth doing it just for that, yeah. And then, because I mean, every news outlet, every podcast, every anything related to marketing or social media will talk about it if somebody does this. And then, obviously, they add a benefit of your followers that are obsessed with it will now go and follow you on the other place and you know watch you there. They might be already be following you, but the eyes will be on that screen, and then you'll get something about other stuff. So this is kind of off topic, but I thought this was hilarious. So on New Year's Eve, we watched the ball drop in New York City because that's like one thing I always did with my family. We would always watch the ball drop on TV, especially since I have family from New York. But it was so funny because one of the ads, did you know that Snoop Dogg is helping with the Summer Olympics? I Oh, like, I did. You know, I, I didn't see that. I or did like hear that. hosting it, I guess, kind of for the US. <laughs> I am so excited because I think that is hilarious. And there was an ad where he had like a, it was almost like an easel with different photos on it. And so he was sitting with athletes from the US and he would like 
take off the front photo and behind it would be a photo of the athlete doing something. So it was like these two women that were cheering who did like beach volleyball. And then there was a gymnast and she was just in a really funny pose and he would just sit there and like ask them what they were doing. And it was just this hilarious conversation. And I thought that was so funny. And I'm wondering if, if Solo Stove maybe helped with that a little bit, like all these other brands and things saying, you know, maybe they should take the risk and really yeah. get these popular I mean, people to do things. He, he's taken off even more so, you know, it's funny. I uh, just started following him on LinkedIn. Uh, he was suggested to me. It was a video where he thanked he thanked <laughs> himself definitely. for all his hard work in 2023, which is really, <laughs> was really funny. He's like, I did a really good job really in 2023. Funny. Keep it going. <laughs> he can get away with it, you know. He's I think it's that lovable nature. So most other people wouldn't get away with with that. Um, they it? would come across as just cocky. And so, yeah, I, I I did hear that. I didn't see anything though, but I did hear. You should see, go. You a, should go find the ad because it is so funny. It was making me laugh. And Michael wasn't down here when I had seen it, and so I actually went back so I could play it to him, and I just could not stop laughing. It was so that's funny because he does. I mean, I don't think he knows a ton about like sports oh, no. and stuff. I'm and sure obviously, there are nothing. so many different um, categories for the Summer Olympics, and so just watching him talk to these athletes and him having zero idea of like what they do. And it was so funny. So, yeah, they, you should go watch that ad. Where is it? Where is it? Par- is it Paris? Where are they? France, this year? I think. Pra- okay, Paris. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's France. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, he's great. I love it. I'll I'll find it for sure. Yeah, I think I'm also I'm kind of obsessed with Mr. Beast and kind of obsessed with Snoop. Those are the two guys that <laughs> I think I you know pay attention to those two guys in 2024. Big things coming from both of them for sure. Yeah, and I think and I think the willingness for Snoop is interesting because his willingness to to go outside of his comfort zone. Mr. Beast is like locked in on. He's got his. He's mm-hmm. he does one thing. He does Personal it really brand. well. Yep. Yeah. Where Snoop, I think he, he I think he can try anything at this point, and you know, as long as he brings that sort of silly. And I never follow along with Snoop Dogg ever, but since Solo Stove, once I saw that ad for the Olympics, I was like, this is hilarious. Honestly, yeah. and probably way more people are going to watch the Olympics too. At least, I mean, I guess all over the world because you know it's stupid dogs. So, yeah, I don't think the Olympics gets the kind of coverage it used to. Mm-mm. And I'm I sure, yeah, that that was part of the conversation. Like, someone was at in a boardroom and said, "How can we get more people to watch the Olympics?" And said, "I don't know, Snoop Dogg." And for all you know, they said, "And he's doing this." They. I don't know if the solo stuff, this was probably planned before the solo stuff thing, but for all you know, that was part of the conversation. Like, hey, you have to keep this hush hush, but we're doing this too. He's going to be more, he's going to get more exposure because of that too. So funny. Uh, but yeah, I think it's good. Okay. So that was my third one. You have a third one too, right? Yeah. My third one is I think more ads are going to start implementing QR codes because I used one the other day okay. on the TV, which I've never done before. And I've been noticing it more. And I think it's super smart because, you know, a lot of times with different deals places are having, especially if you can go and get those deals on your phone, a QR code just makes it so much easier for people to directly get there without having to take the extra step. Right. Yeah. So people are lazy. Like I was when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's so much easier than going and typing it in the search engine and looking for the deal. Whereas the QR code took me right there. It was a HelloFresh deal because we use HelloFresh and it was for a free dessert. So it worked. <laughs> did you get the deal after the fact? I thought that once you're locked in, you stuck with the, we did it for a long time and then realized we didn't even have time for that. But 
I feel yeah. like once you, you once you were locked in, once you got your initial deal, you couldn't get another deal. Did you get? Well, we the- got a free dessert though. I was like, oh, oh, okay, cool. That's good. Yeah. I've actually been getting a lot of deals with it, but we've been doing that because I am definitely an overspender with shopping, especially since there's only two of us. Okay. And HelloFresh has helped us save a lot. So when I saw that deal, I was like, oh, that's cool. We'll try that's it. That's great. But the QR code made it so easy. And I think more brands and businesses should definitely probably be doing that this year because it just makes it so much easier for people to directly get to your website or directly get to the deal and just makes it easier. Yeah, absolutely. And the other nice, so it's easy. It's easier for tracking because obviously you're, if you've got an ad on the TV, it's going to say hellofresh.com backslash deal or Is it? free dessert or dessert or something like that. Where if you put a QR code, it can have all the tracking parameters in there because the person just has to scan it, they don't have to type it in. And then you could have a different QR code for whatever show you are watching versus the billboard mm-hmm. ad versus the other thing. And so it allows for more granular tracking, which is super nice. I think QR codes are great. They It almost died. So it was, I'm not even sure if you remember the first time it, it's well over a decade ago that it had its first run and then apple did not embrace it and i think that was a real killer until until recently the last few years ago our last few years they've started to embrace it they've got a qr code scanner right in your native Mm -hmm. app i think if you hold your camera to it to a qr code no matter what it'll just open it up so once apple started embracing it now i don't know so i'm not the android world or ecosystem if they did it first and apple had to respond but I noticed once Apple started to embrace it, it started to like they kind of it, it gained more and more momentum. So I think it's I, I do think it's going to become you'll you know you're not going to see the www URLs as much anymore. I, you know mm-hmm. they'll you know be fifty fifty maybe. So you know and the Super Bowl is coming, and that's probably I mean it's always the most watched commercials, but more and it's becoming even more and more important because nobody watches live TV anymore. So I, I bet, you know, you're going to be right. And half of those ads are going to have QR codes on them mm-hmm. because people can just bring up their phone while they're at the Super Bowl party and get whatever deal. Yeah, it's so easy. And the other one I've seen, too, is just badges. So there was another ad where it was a badge that was 50 percent off and it just stayed the entire length of the ad. And I think that's what they should start doing with barcodes, too, because, I mean, you can just like put it in one of the corners, play the ad you know, people have time to scan that code without it just being like quick. Oh, so you're saying, so you're saying there was a a bar at the bottom the whole time. Yes. With that QR code. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's cool. That's smart. Yeah. So I think hopefully we'll start seeing that more this year. It does make it easy. And yeah, honestly, it's just really smart for especially businesses that cater more to online than actually like in-person things. I like it. Good, good prediction. I like your predictions. I think they will, they will all come true. But I thought that last time, and you know, I guess we'll see. I feel, okay, so- I feel a little <laughs> bit more confident about these predictions than my last one. So okay, good. I think you, you know, to do these well, you got to go a little crazy on some of them, which you did. You did a little, you know. I think your your political one is probably your most unlikely to be a yes. The other two, I, I as of right now, I would guess that those will both be yeses. Those will both happen. Because, you know, this is supposed to be fun. And so that's why we do crazy stuff uh, mm-hmm. on it. And, you know, it's about just thinking outside the box as to what's going to happen. And then 
who knows what what will happen i think you know that's the the other fun part is to look back and say like well we didn't know that chat gpt 10 was going to come out and that was going to change everything and that or <laughs> whatever which speaking of chat gpt that's my last one so my my last one is that so obviously ai is still very much in the narrative about everything in particular marketing although a little less so lately i don't know i feel like i hear about it a little less than i than two months ago i don't know if you agree with that but it's mm-hmm. still most of what people are talking about but i would say the 2024 conversation is going to be about the battle between google and open ai and i've only heard a little bit of it and not in any you know more in like niche audiences so but i think like it's gonna be part of the the bigger conversation i use this versus i use this or have you tried this one? Oh, this one's so much better like i haven't heard any of that from the real people yeah i like, haven't you know, either it's it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's People that are obsessed with this are talking about it still. It hasn't really transcended into, you know, the average person who's not doesn't care about this at all. But I think in this year they will. And whether they care about marketing or AI at all, they're gonna somehow use one of these this year and they're gonna have a choice. And so so I think that'll be the conversation. That's my prediction. And that my sort of sub predictions is ChatGPT is gonna win. Reason being they were first and their brand name has become generic. Like if you talk to somebody, they say ChatGPT mm-hmm. um, to mean AI because that became within a month, really, the com- that became what AI was. And so because of that, they will win with brand recognition and they'll be the one. When I started I doing that, so I completely agree with that. You started doing what? I just always refer to it as ChatGPT now. Right, because it Instead was of AI. It's the Kleenex of AI, right? You know, so when you say Kleenex, it's a brand. It also means tissue. Now, when you say Band Aid, it means bandage, but it's also a brand. Like so, they won. They won that. And when you say Google, so Google won that one. I mean, you know, you don't Bing something, right? You don't Duck Duck Go something. You Google it, <laughs> right? They became it became so generic, but Google lost this one, I think, because uh, they weren't first. Being first is really important. Yeah, so way to go, chat GPT. Yeah, I also think that Microsoft is going to become cool again this year. Because of all of this, like they are, you know, they're, they are part owners in, in OpenAI. I was going to say, um, I think it's the Microsoft image Bing creator is the one that I use. Right, and so really that, like. that runs OpenAI. Google has Bard, and then Gemini, I guess, is there going to be everything, also do images. Um, one and ChatGPT or OpenAI also runs Dali, which is their image one, and then there's the Bing one. So it's all over the place. Yeah. I also think, and I know I mentioned this, another one. One of my goals for this year is to create more GPTs of my own, and I think that that will be part of the the business conversation. So the layperson conversation is going to be which is better, Google or OpenAI. And I think that sort of in in business and in marketing, it'll be. Hey, I created this great thing. Do you, I'm going to sell it to you, or I'll teach you how to do it, or I'll, you know, very getting more niche and making it more, you know, instead of just writing blog posts and responding to reviews, which is what everybody's doing with it, people will create specific things that are very tailored to their business um, in one of those platforms. We'll see. Interesting predictions. I'm excited to see what happens at the end of this year. So we should. Try to remember these and mention as we go along if mm-hmm. we, if they're coming right. So some of mine have to will come right in the next couple of months. Over the summer, we'll know about a bunch of yours. So oh yeah, definitely. Ones, right? So we'll know if those came true. 
Actually, I feel like your QR code prediction will know about the Super Bowl. I, I something tells me you're right. It'll be in a lot of those. Oh, because, especially for Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Like I did see there being one where like it's just a QR code. Like it's so yeah. it really, you know, like that's the whole ad. <laughs> like that would be that would actually be a great ad. Like it doesn't say anything. It's just a QR code for 30 seconds because everyone would scan it. I know that so, would actually be hilarious if it was just a QR code. No other information. Just like that's it. Scan it for the surprise. Like, what ad is this? Who is this somebody for? Somebody, somebody should do that. That would be the best ad ever. The most highly. Just make sure that that website can handle the traffic because uh, it will get a ton of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's, that's what Skyline it. should do. Let's do a Super yeah, we, Bowl ad and just. Yeah. No, we can't handle that traffic. <laughs> we can handle a lot of traffic, but not that much traffic. I've heard horror stories of brands that spend all that money, and then. Their website crashes and they lose all. Oh, that I bet. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I could, I could see that. You gotta have servers. You know, we have servers that we have a piece of. <laughs> they you have to have like whole lines of servers set up for that kind of thing for just like a couple hours. It's crazy. But yeah, these are good predictions. I'm excited. We'll check back. We should do a Super Bowl episode. We but that it, would I'm be sort fun. of thinking about with other episodes. We will talk about this year. We will talk about political ads and fails and and successes for that too. So check back in 2020, you know, throughout this year, it's going to be, I don't know, we've got a lot of cool stuff planned. We've got some great mm-hmm. guests coming as well, or we'll do some interviews with some, some experts, just like we did with Paula. We've got those coming and we're now on Clapper, mm-hmm. which is the app that we talked about, uh, social media app we talked about way back. Madison mentioned last time that we're on, we're on TikTok. Pinterest. We're on Pinterest, Pinterest and TikTok, yeah. Uh, obviously we're on YouTube. That's place that most people are seeing this but check us out everywhere like subscribe and we will see you next week yeah see you guys next week bye